So instead of a food heist today, yes, we're going to talk about a show that mm-hmm. involves a lot of heists. Yeah. And to be clear, mm-hmm. I have dozens of food heists. I'm just not going to do one. You had put away <laughs> your tablet and you're like, ah. Oh. I'm like, all right. Do we don't I have to open this up? And so, no. The wonderful listeners have sent so many food heists and I have a ton of them. I am trying to get them organized and I haven't fully organized them yet. So. What a great excuse, Dan. You're really good at that. Also, I'm lazy. Mm. <laughs> well, not so good anymore, but you okay. were really killing it. Yeah, that was a pretty good one, huh? We have watched some of One Piece. Yeah. The live action version. Live action One Piece. Did you watch any of the anime? I've never seen an episode of the anime. Okay. And I have never read an issue of the comic. I have never read the manga. I did after watching the first two live action episodes. Uh-huh. I went and watched the first two oh, that's, anime episodes. That's cool. I'll, so that I could like compare them and whatever. I will be interested in hearing some of those comparisons. So mm-hmm. we'll tell you when we get to spoilers. First, we'll just talk about, you know, some of our history with anime. Because <laughs> neither of us are like mega anime nerds. Not really, no. But we know them. If there is a cosplay at a con that I don't know what it is, it's anime. Every single time. You know, it almost always is, but there are times where like a video game hits, mm-hmm. right? And then like, I'll be like, wait, what is that? Like Five Nights at Freddy's. When it hit, I was just a little bit behind the curve and yeah. knowing what that was. And I go to a comic con and I'd be like, what's going on? A friend of mine did a cosplay of, I can't remember which character from Hades, mm-hmm. the video game. Yeah. And I totally didn't get it. So yeah. Yeah, because we are sometimes slow on these things. But we did, you know, grow up watching anime. And when we were in college, we watched a ton of anime. Mostly because of our friends who are big anime fans. Like, mm-hmm. we'll talk about Ben. Ben wouldn't say loves anime, but he loves Evangelion. Yeah. He just, that's one of his favorite shows of all time. And so mm-hmm. yeah, every episode of Evangelion I've seen was because of Ben. Yeah. And I think that I have seen every episode of Evangelion and... One of the movies. Mm. And Foodly Cooly we saw because of Ben. Yes. Because it's kind of and, a... And I love that one so much, I bought the super fancy deluxe DVD set. Mm-hmm. And for me, Jordo is just an enormous anime fan. Yeah. And so particularly when we were growing up, I don't know if he does as much now. Mm-hmm. And so most anime I've seen is because of Jordo. I'm pretty sure it was Jordo that got you and I watching Lodos War. Yep. And I haven't seen all of that, but that no, was we Jordo. tried to watch the whole thing. Yeah, and it's just very long. <laughs> but Jordo was the Kenshin fan mm-hmm. who showed us some Kenshin. We would do like watch parties and things like this. So yeah. So I would say that I am not an expert in anime, but I am fluent in anime yes. as an outsider who has learned the language. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I huge fan of Cowboy Bebop, obviously. Yes. Ben also showed me Vampire Hunter D. Ben wrote, didn't he? A Vampire Hunter D, like... I don't think it was specifically on purpose fanfic, but it was heavily inspired. It was heavily inspired by the same way that my first book started with the wind scene from The Wheel of Time, and Mm -hmm. your first book made use of some liberal borrowing from... Warhammer Warhammer Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So... The fan fiction... 
At least the way that we used it. I do believe that it is a very cool art form unto itself. Yes. But, but it, I think it has to be conscious. You're yeah. calling this fan fiction. Mm-hmm. In all three of our cases, we were writing something that was super derivative, yeah. but it wasn't like... We were using yeah. it as training wheels, yeah. which is not what it has to be, mm-hmm. but that's how we used it was like, I don't really know how to do a story yet. I'm going to just copy this other one that I love and thereby learn kind of how it works. Yeah. So basically, it's just to establish we're going to get some things wrong. Mm -hmm. We aren't cool enough to have seen all of One Piece, (laughs) though it is one of the number one most recommended things that my fans recommend me to experience Mm -hmm. because they give me the sense that the world building is very like the way that I do world building, but in a manga form. So the three I get recommended is this, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And, of course, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah, which, you know, is a giant can of worms of whether you can call that anime or not. It's American produced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, is there champagne that wasn't made in the city of Champagne, right? (laughs) Is Kobe beef only from Kobe, the Kobe region of Japan? At some point, originally, it was... And then now, what is the definition moved to? Can it include? And I think that anime question is in flux mm-hmm. and it could fall on either side. Yeah. It could fall on, like, no, we have a different definition for something that's made outside of Japan using Japanese aesthetic. Yeah. And there's a lot of those mm-hmm. all over Netflix, which are obviously American, but trying so hard to look like mm-hmm. Japanese animation. Yeah. Same as you. I have heard about One Piece for years. I have never consumed a scrap of One Piece media until my kids said, hey, let's watch the live action. And let's be honest, like, we probably would be best off going to the original source and reading the manga. I understand that. Probably. Right? But the manga is 2,000 issues long, Mm -hmm. or is soon to be, or something like that, and the anime is like 1,000 episodes. Yeah. And I can't even convince myself to watch a lot of shows that have two seasons or three seasons. So this is all to say, I sat down and watched the first two episodes of the One Piece television show. I told you and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go watch that. So we can now speak about being somewhat outsiders experiencing Mm -hmm. One Piece for the first time. What did you think without giving spoilers? Without giving spoilers? Yeah. It became quickly obvious to me Mm-hmm. that I just don't get it. Oh, okay. And I want to be clear about yeah. this. I am not saying it's bad. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's not for me. Right. It is one of the most beloved mangas, mm-hmm. one of the most beloved animes of all time. Like mm-hmm. top five probably. Yep. And I just could not understand the appeal of it. Okay. I did like Buggy. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's a spoiler. I apologize. But, you know, when it veers toward horror, surprise, surprise, Dan gets more excited about it. But yeah, I spent most of my time watching it thinking, this this is what everyone's been talking about for years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what were your thoughts? I kind of loved it. Okay. Well, like, I kind of loved it for what it was, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I enjoyed every episode I watched. It quickly signaled to me what kind of show it was. Mm-hmm. And the like hypercritical parts of me just turned off because I'm like, okay, like there are certain criticisms that you can justifiably apply to this. And I think there are certain ones that just don't apply. Yeah. And I just 
turned that off and just enjoyed it. That's awesome. I ended up really liking it. Okay. So cool. So that's our spoiler free part. Yeah. We'll now go into spoiler zone <laughs> for the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And I want to be clear, I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just have not felt compelled to watch yeah. any more of it since. Mm-hmm. So my guess is going to be the reason for that. Maybe tell me if I'm wrong. It is very black and white morality, like no pun intended, comically so. Like mm-hmm. every good guy saves a child, <laughs> and yeah. every bad guy is trying to kill children or rip them off or bully them in some way, mm-hmm. right? Like that's kind of our morality axis: is Are you a person who will protect a child from bullies, or will you try to kill those children, yeah. or maybe enslave them, or something like that? <laughs> and you know. Yeah, It wears on its sleeve that this is a world of very dastardly mustache-twirling villains and very good people, some of which pretend to be bad, but have hearts of gold. And it's very clear with that. Yeah. And I don't think that that was what my problem was. Okay. It's not that I'm demanding something deep or, or mm-hmm. metaphorical or anything mm-hmm. like that. A lot of it just... Well, and now I'm going to say it was very shallow. A lot of the characterization was very shallow. The anime, I felt, did a little better job with that. Okay. Like the little nerd kid who wants to be a Marine, Mm -hmm. one with glasses. Yeah. He is super obnoxious in the cartoon. The anime is one of these where like half the characters scream all of their dialogue. And he was the worst offender for that. But you get to know him better and you care about him more. Despite him being kind of obnoxious. Is it because it's slower? Maybe. Is it slower? I guess that's what I'm asking. The anime doesn't go into the backstory. Uh huh. So there's more time to spend in the present with the characters. Mm-hmm. So instead of cutting constantly to Luffy's yeah. kind of mentor dude, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. we just kind of spend more time in the present with the characters interacting with each other. And it also was setting up some of the other main characters a little more slowly. Mm-hmm. And so I think we just got to know them better for that reason. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I mean, I would say, like, for me, Zoro comes around too quickly in the second episode to being like, nah, I gotta go save this kid mm-hmm. and things like that. Like, that's the sort of thing I want to have happen halfway through a season or near the end of the season where the gruff killer with a heart of gold has actually been won over by the optimistic Mm -hmm. captain. But for me, the thing that really makes it is Luffy and his actor. He is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I really loved him. I just want to watch him do his thing. Like he has the effect on me that he has on the crew in the show. In turning you towards them, making you like him. Yep. And just making me believe in him. And, you know, there are some conversations about some of the shallowness of the characters, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure the depth comes later on. But I really like when someone doesn't make a hero like Luffy good Mm -hmm. at everything, and he's dense. He just doesn't get it. And... He's got all these things going for him, but he's also got that one thing that really humanizes him to me. And I really like that. Like that Mm -hmm. sold me on the whole thing was Luffy being good hearted, but also kind of (laughs) dense. And, you know, 
So, so first of all, I will agree with you, mm-hmm. though mine was a slightly different flavor. Instead of like, oh, this Luffy is great, mm-hmm. that makes the show work. Mm-hmm. I thought this guy playing Luffy is amazing. I can't wait to see what he does next. Mm. But what was really interesting to me in the anime, yeah, is that, and again, we're talking about the first two episodes only. Yep, and I don't doubt that much more depth comes later on. In the anime, he's not really good-hearted. That felt like it was added for the live action. Interesting. Because he's kind of a dick. Okay. Like in the live action, when he, you know, he's talking to the nerd kid, and I can't remember his name. He slaps him, Mm -hmm. but he's also, like, you can tell he cares for him, and Mm -hmm. that he says, you know what? I'm going to help you become a Marine, because that's what you want to do. And in the anime, he just kind of makes fun of him all the time. Like, you're a stupid coward. And you don't have good decisions and just much more aggressive and abrasive of a character. Okay. Which I assume just means that he has a longer arc because there's 2,000 episodes instead of 10 or whatever it is in the first season of Netflix. But yeah, it was really interesting that that kind of Captain America-ness about him where he's just a nice guy who's trying to do what's right. Mm Mm-hmm. The anime Luffy didn't really have that in the first two episodes. It was interesting. Like, I also kind of liked, again, going with his sort of denseness. One of the things Mm -hmm. that I enjoyed was he really has no idea what a pirate is. But the pirates he knew when he was a kid were Mm -hmm. good people. So therefore, that's what a pirate must be. And Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to go be like this guy who saves children. And that just made me smile. I also liked in the, I don't know if it was the first or the second, the flashback episode where bad guys come back to the bar. There is a brief but just incredible action sequence. And it's the one where one person grabs the gun off the other one's belts and they're all shooting at the same time. Mm. And it's like anime choreography in real life where every motion is placed. And I really like that. It's probably, other than Luffy stuff, my favorite moment in the whole thing was that brief action sequence yeah. that made it feel like, you know, a dance. That was definitely the best fight scene mm-hmm. out of both episodes. In general, I thought that the fight scenes were pretty boring, mm. especially the one in the second episode where they kind of take down Buggy. I don't know. I watch a lot of martial arts movies, yep. a lot of Hong Kong stuff. Mm-hmm. And this just all felt very slow paced and very, oh, these are not real fighters. They're just actors pretending. Whereas that scene, possibly because it was guns instead of punches, they were able to do much more interesting choreography with it and mm. the actors could pull it off. I can see some of that. I can see that like definitely Buggy's fight. There wasn't enough time for it. Like, I've seen some really great anime fights where the fights in anime, which I assume in a lot of shonen that I've experienced, which again, not an expert, they're puzzles, right? Mm -hmm. Which is another reason why I think people recommend this to me. My fight scenes tend to be puzzles. The puzzle is, how do we defeat the bad guy who has powers that are obviously beyond what I can naturally defeat? How do I Mm -hmm. find the hole in this person's armor? Yeah, And it usually, in the best things comes down to sort of a philosophical difference or my training versus your training lets me exploit your hole when you can't exploit mine or things like that. And I felt like the buggy fight was probably in the comics, one of those. And in the show, there wasn't enough time. 
Yeah. Because you didn't see the connection where it clicks for Luffy and they try capturing One Piece and they're like, oh, now we can capture more and separate him Mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. We don't get that sense of learning Mm -hmm. the system and then figuring out how to game it. Yeah. Instead, they just hit the point where suddenly all three of them in perfect coordination are like, we're going to do this now without talking to each other, without explaining what their plan is. And it just works. But going back on it, I love the way Luffy moves in fight scenes. Like, I was worried when I heard he had stretchy powers, I was going to get Mr. Fantastic, which we've seen multiple times, Mm -hmm. multiple adaptations of him and, you know, Elastigirl and and things like this. And making Luffy rubber in a different way is what I like to see in magic systems, right? It takes Mm -hmm. the same idea and does it differently. He is rubber in just a completely different way then Mr. Fantastic is rubber. And the way that they've done that, I really enjoy. It moves in an interesting way. It's fun. Yeah. I did love Buggy. Speaking of things that they did in an interesting way, mm-hmm. when we got to Buggy and I, at like the end of the first episode, we're like, oh, there's an evil clown. Come mm-hmm. on. Like how many evil clowns have we seen? And then we find out they just ramped up the creepiness mm-hmm. for him so effectively where it starts off with, wait a minute, that nose is real. Uh-huh. And then we realize that he has enslaved an entire town just so he has an mm-hmm. audience that is required to laugh at his jokes. And then we get to, he can take himself apart and cut his head in half and all these other creepy things. There was a nice sense of mounting tension with him. And in particular, the, I have enslaved an entire town for stupid showmanship reasons was really new for me. I thought that was really nice. You would pick the weird, I know. creepy thing I know. to enjoy, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so are you going to watch more, or are you basically done? If you say, hey, let's do another episode about the next two or three, then yeah, I'll watch them. I mean, there's lots of stuff but for us that we can watch. Without right? outside influence, mm-hmm. I've got too many things I'm interested in to watch something that didn't really do it for me. Yeah. Because I actually already, with my wife, watched the next two. Okay. But maybe we will, maybe we won't. (laughs) It'll do more. But yeah, I watched those two, and so... Yeah. I do feel like I need to talk about other things I liked. Yeah. I like the visual look of it. Hmm. Like when the sea monsters show up in one of the flashbacks... They're just really cool looking sea monsters. The way he moves, the way they do the rubber effects. You know? Yeah, it looks really neat. Here's why I can turn off part of the critic. Because, so I did a live stream of Wheel of Time season two, episode eight recently, Mm -hmm. right? And I was super critical. Yeah. It is not necessarily worse than this, right? Yeah. Narratively. In fact, Wheel of Time episode eight, which I felt in the scripts was the weakest, was still good, right? Still an improvement on the first season. Still a lot of great things about it. Mm -hmm. But I was super critical. People might be listening and being like, but why aren't you critical of this? I think there's a distinction here. I see in One Piece, the flaws that I notice, I think are probably flaws in the original media. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that some of these things that I'm saying, I'm like, this is, I know it's a series that has run, you know, the 2000 issues is what we're looking at for One Piece. I know that love for it is built over a long time. I know that the creator 
really likes the show. And it's one of these manga guys who are super, super detail-oriented and critical of mm -hmm. any sort of thing. And I know that the fans of One Piece legitimately love the show in yeah. general and feel like it's a very faithful adaptation as well as can be done into live action. Mm -hmm. And those things all together propel me to just be like, I'm giving this the benefit of the doubt and I'm just going to watch it and enjoy what it is. I have a different interaction with Wheel of Time where yeah. I am hyper protective of you know, Robert Jordan mm -hmm. and Harriet and things because I'm the one who gets to be the advocate for them because Robert Jordan isn't here to give a voice and Harriet's age interrupts her ability to be super involved with yeah. the production. And so I have to be the voice for that. And beyond that, I get to see the things that I think should be changed and then, you know, not be able to change those because it's not my show, which is mm -hmm. totally fine. Like, I yeah. think Rafe does a great job. I've said that multiple times, even in this live stream where people are like, Brandon's really critical to the Wheel of Time. I'm very praiseworthy of the things that are good, but I think there is something about this that, you know, makes me think One Piece has flaws, but it's a better adaptation of the soul of the creator's work. Mm -hmm. than Wheel of Time is, whereas Wheel of Time may be a better show. Like One Piece, it's harder to recommend because you have to kind of be okay with some of these anime things that are a little, you know, they're part of the genre, but to an outsider, like yeah. might be, yeah. Whereas Wheel of Time is trying, I think, harder to be appealing to a mass audience and is leaving behind some of those things about Wheel of Time that I sincerely love, mm -hmm. but that, you know, might not work for a general audience. So we end up with this thing that Wheel of Time might be better at its core. I don't know if I could say that. It might be, but it doesn't feel as good an adaptation to me. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. And that is probably the reason why my wife and I mm -hmm. really enjoy Wheel of Time. Yeah. I've only watched a couple of episodes of the new season, we are long past the point where it's mm -hmm. part of the books that I've read. Yeah. And so it's all new. And so I have no idea whether it's faithful or not. Mm -hmm. And on its own, in a vacuum, it's interesting and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Again, I fully intend that we'll do many episodes mm -hmm. on season two of Wheel of Time. Season two of Wheel of Time does some great things. It's just there's part of me that's like, I could have fixed this. We could have had both. Yeah. And I think that yeah. One Piece is really worthy of praise for that because mm -hmm. they managed to make a show that is appealing to a mass audience while yeah. also satisfying the creator and the hardcore yeah. fans. And I do. That's I, impressive. Yeah. I mean, One Piece, if you look at the ratings, is doing really well. Wheel of Time's doing well too, but One Piece is getting about double the ratings. And. I assume you can't do that if people aren't tuning in to see what the buzz about it is and enjoying it despite not yeah. knowing. So maybe I'm wrong in saying it's less mass appeal. I don't know. So now that we're comparing these two, mm -hmm. something that occurs to me, and I'm interested to know what you think about this, mm -hmm. where Wheel of Time tends to fall down for me is in plot. Mm -hmm. I like the characters and they feel like real people. Yeah. But they often do completely inexplicable things because the plot requires them to. Whereas One Piece, 
these are, at least in the first two episodes, incredibly shallow characters. Luffy wants to be a pirate because he wants to be a pirate. Like, that's all the development we really kind of get from Come on. Him. He wants to be a pirate because he was taken care of by a pirate when he was an orphan, and this pirate showed valor and humanism in his actions. A little bit, sure. Not a little bit. That's the whole point of the first two oh, episodes. I know, but it's... Still a very shallow characterization. I'd say straightforward. <laughs> Whereas I have not connected emotionally to any of the characters. Okay. They do things without mm-hmm. motivation, without explanation. I'm sure that we will eventually understand who they are. As presented here, I don't yet. Okay. Totally uh, fair. Whereas the things that they do, the stories they get involved in, the things that are happening make a little more sense, possibly because the plot is much more simple and straightforward, mm-hmm. and so there aren't as many holes in it, things like that. Yeah. Again, we'll talk uh, about Wheel of Time more as I sit down and watch the episodes and we kind of do actual reviews rather than just off-the-cuff sort of things. But I feel like where Wheel of Time does drama fantastically, mm-hmm. but arcs poorly in the TV show. And I think we saw that in season one, and I feel like I, you know, seeing the end of those arcs in mm-hmm. episode eight, like... The arcs and things don't fit together, but the scenes and the interaction of the characters leading up are really good because the acting is fantastic. The casting is fantastic. So I feel like Wheel of Time's really good at filming scenes and not working for me as an epic, large-scale plot narrative on the same way. Like the best episode of season one is still the one that doesn't have anything really to do with the main plot of the show. And, you know... Not having watched it, but having read them, some of the best episodes of season two are the same way. The best parts are things that aren't even really having to do with mm-hmm. the main plot because they're good actors. The, the writing is really solid for those scenes. The drama, they're very good at drama. Yeah. But how these pieces all fit together is what makes an epic fantasy an epic fantasy to me. And so I think I may be more critical of that. And that might be you know unfair to it because with One Piece... The episodes are mostly self-contained, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly the first two episodes is just like, here's this story yeah. with this thing. Here's a villainous pirate. And here's how we face the villainous pirate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not looking for the pieces to build together in the same way I'm expecting Wheel of Time or Rings of Power to do. Yeah. And I liked what you said about, you know, that all anime has some level of just weirdness to it. Mm-hmm. There's a famous tweet that gets reposted all the time that says it's hard to recommend anime to people. Because all anime, even the awesome stuff, has some level of anime nonsense to it. And you never know where somebody's threshold for anime nonsense is. Right? Yeah. Remember watching like Trigun when Mm -hmm. we were like, God, maybe I showed an episode to Emily and I was out too far away. Like all the super deformed faces and chibi expressions and hammer space and all Mm -hmm. that stuff really broke the narrative for me. I couldn't enjoy the narrative because the wackiness, which is just expected paradigms, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of US storytelling, we don't do that as much. We don't undermine scenes as much with this really bizarre, like like I said, the super form, the person's jaw dropping to the ground. But in a lot of anime, the drama and the cues to us that are like Looney Tunes-esque mm-hmm. go together. Yeah. And that's just 
cultural expectations. There's nothing natural about, you know, a draw dropping to the ground saying, though, that has to be silly. That has to be in a. Yeah. But by then I was too far removed in a show that I had enjoyed come back to 10 years later and I can't even take one episode. So <laughs> I think that may be what you're referring to as quote unquote anime nonsense. I don't want to get yelled at yeah. too much for that, but. Well, and first of all, nonsense is not the word that they originally yeah. used in the tweet. Yes. But also, you know, there's anime that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. And then there's anime that doesn't work for me at all. And that's true, I think, of every type of media, for, right. of every origin and every format. So it's it's a platform for telling stories that's <laughs> going to be quite varied. Mm-hmm. But, and uses yeah. tools to tell stories that if you don't watch a ton of anime are often unfamiliar. Yep. Like, you know, the kids screaming all the way through the anime of One Piece, which just I don't understand. Well, yell at us in the comments about Dan's bad taste about (laughs) One Piece and about my criticism of a show that I'm a producer on. People already think Mm. that my opinions are useless. Mm. Like, if I like Rings of Power and then didn't really like Yeah, you gave Rings of Power an eight. I did. You gave Rings of Power an eight. Because I loved it. It wasn't good, but I loved it. One Piece is good, and I don't care about it. So what is One Piece if Rings of Power is an eight? I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, boy. Well, am I grading its quality or how much I care about it? However you want. <laughs> I am going to put it at a very neutral five. Oh, that's, that's okay? higher than I thought you would it. Is it is neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm. It is there, and I am delighted that people love it. I am genuinely very happy that mm-hmm. we got a really solid live-action adaptation of an anime. Like, I'm a huge Cowboy Bebop fan, and despite how much I want to like the live-action Cowboy Bebop, it was not very good. There were bits of it I liked. The actors were incredible. It was not a good show. I like that they tried new things with it. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot about it. I loved Faye. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. I loved Jet. He was phenomenal. I, I really liked the guy, yeah, what's his Spike uh, from- John Cho. The, yeah, John Cho. Like, yeah, I thought he did a very good Spike. Yep. So yeah, there's lots of other problems with it mm. that I don't see in One Piece. One well, Piece managed to do a very good adaptation. It's actually the same people making it, so. Oh, really? Yeah, so. Well, there's some... I got to give them credit. Mm-hmm. They are amazing at casting I think they did a great job with Luffy. They did a great job with all these other things, all the Bebop characters. But, you know, then you get to a sword fight where the guy puts a sword in his teeth and somehow can fight effectively with it. And I'm like, this is clearly made for someone who isn't me. Like Ben. (laughs) 